1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On a big night of Premiership action Managerless Motherwell Desperate for points They welcome many familiar faces in the St Mirren ranks To Far Park Aberdeen call for patience in their search for a new man And the build up to the League Cup final Is slowly beginning with news Nick Walsh will be the man in the middle I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly And Marvin Bartley like you said, Gordon, all eyes on Motherwell
2: v St Mirren tonight. Um, for you, you'll probably be a little bit nervous when that kicks on, but I'm sure the fans mm. want to see a reaction from the players. Obviously, the manager losing his job. Nobody likes to see it at the weekend. Kettlewell goes in, gets his first game in charge tonight, and I'm sure they'll be, as I said, looking for a reaction.
3: Yeah, massive game for your guys tonight. Uh, I think for your sake, I'm going to tip St Mirren, because I thought that <laughs> Muller would beat Wraith Rovers at the weekend, but yes, <laughs> it's... Uh, It's a big game for Motherwell, Uh, as I say, I know Stevie Hamill relatively well and it's never nice to see somebody lose their job Uh, but unfortunately results dictate at times in in this game. Uh, But yeah, massive one
1: tonight. 01419511025, that is the number you need, so come on then. If we're talking about the game itself tonight, Motherwell fans, St Mirren fans, we must be in that window of opportunity where you're heading to the game. So why not give us a call, Motherwell fans, What a whirlwind couple of days it's been How do you feel, how important is the game Tonight, what changes should Stuart Kettlewell make, is this an Addition for him to try and get the Job, if not, who should it be And St Mirren fans, you're going Pretty well at the moment in 6th place, looking to hold on To that top 6 spot, of course, come the Split, uh, why not give us your thoughts Travelling through there to Fir Park as well 0141951 one zero two five. Now I'm sure that out there there will be opinions on other footballing matters particularly uh, involving Glasgow's Big Two I suppose on paper it's maybe been a, a quiet day for you both but that never stops the opinions flowing on here so Celtic fans, Rangers fans what is going through your minds tonight? 01419511025 uh, We know the build-up to the meetings between the sides starts very early and I noticed that Nick Walsh being appointed uh, as the referee today it's almost like that's the... It's like the keys going in the ignition uh, for for the build-up. We're still a bit away, but you've got that first sort of sign of of uh, heading towards that big game. So maybe it's that, maybe it's something else. Maybe you've got more of a, a footballing point that's been lingering uh, from the weekend. Because let's be honest, all oh, we've spoken about Scott Tiffany's goal for the last two nights. <laughs> so Rangers fans, maybe you've got more of a footballing uh, point that you now want to get off your chest after the weekend. Celtic fan, same story for you. How hopeful are you that you get good news on the Kyogo front soon? O one four one nine five one one oh two five. That is the number you need, and you can tweet us as well at SSB. So please do pick up that phone and let us know what you've got for us tonight. You know what really bothered me over the weekend? Forget Scott Tiffany. Forget handball decisions or fouls outside the box. Even forget the fact that my beloved crashed out of the Scottish Cup at Stark Park. It's the fact that you two snakes <laughs> went behind my back and teamed up as a punditry duo on another Scottish football show. Bills to pay. Unbelievable. To Producer Callum, what are you making of this? We bring these two together. We are the ones that. Counsel them, launch their careers, put the the groundwork in for their relationship. And they forget about it's it off on TV, giving it all set
3: th- third time in seven days.
1: Yep,
2: Spending exactly. time together. Enjoying people are, it. People
3: are going to start talking.
2: Yeah, but I love the way he just starts Callum. Is that the same Callum there that is off soon himself? <laughs> <laughs> so That's you true. Know. You as well. Jack Lee
1: you're all too. <laughs> honestly. Uh, 01419511025. Enough about these two. I, 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 I'm, I'm honestly not bothered about it. Seriously, I'm not. <laughs> This is for radio anyway If ever there was a joke <laughs> To be put yeah, it it I thought he fun. was
3: looking sharp he
1: put For it, for you two I must say Put me to shame I nah, see so You can't name Saturday. the station though. I like the yeah. I've seen
3: you, you on Sunday And you were looking dapper On, on fact so Do you know what
1: you? No you're right oh. uh, Because I I had taken a picture Of my TV screen And I thought Nah do you know what I give him a hard enough time On Instagram So I'll leave it But what were you doing backstage While he was putting baby oil On his <laughs> biceps?
3: <laughs> I said to my wife You looked as if You were going out Afterwards
1: I, 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 I was going straight up the road That's what I wanted That's what I wanted to know You, you seriously
2: You shine them up No I, I do not oh. Listen, it's just a natural glow. It, what was it thirty-six years of cocoa butter gone, and that's what happens. Did you not, naturally I mean, comes out. Did you need such
1: a short-sleeved shirt, though? <laughs> it's a t-shirt to try and show off. It's just a t-shirt. You see right through you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 01419511025 Come on down. The last thing we want to talk about is Marvin Bartley's bicep. <laughs> so you need to change the topic tonight. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Like I say, maybe you've got a football point. Uh, that's lingering from the weekend That we've not got to in light of all the drama I am looking at you Motherwell fans and St Mirren fans It is a huge game tonight so come on down You must be on your way to the game roundabout now If you're heading through from Paisley Motherwell fans you'll be be getting ready to head up soon as well So pick up that phone and let us know what you're thinking There's so much going on there Marvin isn't there and we'll, we'll look at it in more detail we'll, we'll hear from Andrew McLean who's there But you've got the league table tells you it's a big game for Motherwell and they don't have a manager Who's the new guy going to be? Is he in the dugout tonight? Is it Stuart Kettlewell? Is he in the stands? Whoever he may be Coming along to watch You know these things sometimes happen um, And of course Just when it feels to Motherwell fans Like all familiarity Is going out of the club with the manager He's a club legend And the chief exec In rocks Keith Lasley Stephen Robinson Marco O'Hara, Curtis Maine Charles Dunn <laughs> Trevor Carson Declan Gallagher Richard Tate And anyone else that I The may gang are about.
2: You didn't mention Tony What?
1: How could I <laughs> save the best till last
2: No exactly as you said you know It's a, it's a big change for them now Obviously Kettlewell has been saying that he's not auditioning for the job But I think when you're interim manager that is it, That's it You know you, it isn't uh, audition for it You know you've got a massive game tonight And then it doesn't get any easier with Hearts away at the weekend But you know first and foremost he'll be dealing with tonight's game As I said earlier he'll be looking for a reaction I think his team that he picks He'll be <laughs> saying to them listen I need 100% from you I think Motherwell players haven't been given that um, across the board, if I'm honest, and results kind of show you that. I think, you know, at the weekend they were embarrassing at times, the defending, uh, the third goal they conceded, um, you know, nobody laid a glove on, on the Rafe player, so it's not been acceptable, you know, and the fans t- have been turned out in their numbers, so they need a reaction tonight and they need to improve their performances.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think looking back at me, obviously covered the game as you quite rightly pointed out, <laughs> uh, the keeper makes a couple of mistakes for me as well, the, the one that... They were looking for a free kick. It was never a free kick. And then the, the, the third goal that effectively killed the game off. But in fairness to him, you know, I, I watched his, his post match mm-hmm. and he, he looked emotional. You know, he looked as if it was really affecting him. So, as Marv says, it's down to the players tonight. You know, they're in a really, uh, described precarious situation at the bottom of that table. They need to get themselves out of it and they need to be winning games like this one tonight.
1: 01419511025 That is the number you need So come on down and join John who's first through tonight What's your point John?
4: Evening Gordon, Simon and Marv Hello How are you doing? Good, good, good. Hey. how are you? Ah, Alright uh, This point is to you Simon I thought on um, Saturday David Turnbull was put in right And to me when the boy comes in I think he's a great player But he just doesn't seem to Grab his opportunity No more or less to make it Ange Harper to drop him the next game and then the on our side, I thought, would you call it, when O'Reilly come on and Hatati? it was as if they were there to prove a point. I just want to, what you think of that, Simon?
3: Yeah, I probably agree with you, John, uh, to be honest. I think uh, David Turnbull, you know, when he first broke in at the club, you know, the, the year when there was no fans, I thought he, he really brought something to the, the team. And, and he has been doing really well recently, coming off the bench, scoring a few goals. Uh, he's got a decent short round about the box. But I do think... Starting at the weekend, I don't think Celtic, I mean I said this on Saturday, I don't think Celtic were at their best as a team on Saturday, and that's sometimes, people will say, but they scored five goals, they got goals late on, and I definitely think the likes of hatati coming on livened it up, he got two goals himself, so I think it's tough for, for David Turnbull, mm. he's a player that I quite like to be honest, but it's the strongest part of Celtic's team you touch on the there. That was him just getting off the mark with his first goal at the weekend. So I think his confidence is going to be higher from that. But it's a strong part of Celtic's team, you know, and and he has showed patience. And you know, he can only do what he has done up until now, and that's come on and have a f- a positive effect when he comes on the pitch. But I don't think he again. It might be a wee bit unfair on him, but I think this. I don't think Celtic were at their best. Yeah, because it was in the funny because even part of the
1: game. even the. The other midfielder who's done no wrong recently, Um, Aaron Moy, had a sort of
3: uncharacteristic slack night, didn't he? And gave the ball away. I I really, that's what I I was saying. I don't think Celtic were at their best. They clicked into gear late in the game. You know, St Mirren went down to 10 men and they were ruthless towards the end. But I don't think Celtic as a team played, you know, I've seen them perform better recently. Is that a bit of credit to St Mirren as well? I think so. I think so. And I'm just looking at the game tonight. I think from that point. Yeah, hopefully, of here, they're
1: really tired after It'll that be shift. a difficult
3: game for Mother, because I thought they really worked hard. Uh, St. Mernan gave a good account of themselves. Again, you look at the the end result, but that was more the last. 10 minutes in yeah, the game, 10,
2: 15 minutes. yeah, definitely. I think it's difficult for David Turnbull as well, as Simon said there. You know, when there was no fans in the stadium, he was playing a lot of games and he was a regular in the team. You know, and that comes
3: Celtics player of the year that year,
1: wasn't he?
2: But yeah, I, I he gave the, he gave the team them, a baby, real lust
3: was... when he came in that year, it, exactly. Not and your confidence
2: it. It. is always sky high when that happens. Now he's coming into the team and replacing people like Hatate, knowing full well, no matter how well you play. Because is in such good form and Celtic are doing so well with him in the team, you're coming back out. So it's probably an added pressure to him. So what we're seeing now, David Turnbull isn't doing the things that he normally do naturally well. You know, he's putting that added pressure onto himself and it's tough, you know, coming into the games and starting one every five or six. And like you said, the fans are thinking of the player that was player of the year back then. We need to see that every sixth week and it's extremely difficult to do that as a player.
1: Do you think there's a pressure there, John? You know, him knowing fine well that when he starts or having to wait a long time for a start and knowing that he has to really, really perform out his skin Otherwise he, you know, he goes back on the bench For the next
4: game I think so Gordon, I, But don't get me wrong I, I've, I've got, I'm like Gordon Day, I'm a big, big fan of David Turner. I think he's a great player And he's still got time on his side of the age But I just don't think sometimes As, as Simon, the uh, tear terrier When he, he's been coming off the bench lately And he's scoring goals, etc And he has been doing well But I just thought A couple of times that he started He's not gave Ange the headaches If they say, well, can I Will I drop this guy Or will we be playing The next game Gordon can I ask you Something as well right Ask me this is a bit, I, I ask you Gordon Because oh, right, you're a bit Of a stats man Not myself yeah. But that, that's seen Saturday there when's, your, when's the last time Do you think that was That three substitutes Come on the bottom squad
1: John there's been a stats man Which I don't even know if I am But I, I do not have the answer to that <laughs> Just I must make admit it up Maybe someone can, what, Anywhere
4: in the world John Or for Celtic or <laughs> I, just, I, I was just When I was watching the game on Saturday I said to myself That's the first time I've, I've noticed that For a, no, I mean I, I can't remember the last but time
1: John I... get get researching and phone next week And tell I've no idea um, It does probably feed into That earlier point though that John makes David Turnbull's got no problem Coming off the bench and contributing We've seen it Um, Matt O'Reilly What a journey he's had He's gone from being A real favourite To again Having to Having to come off Mm -hmm. the bench And and make that impact It's Um, it's
3: it's the toughest part Of Celtic's team I mm -hmm. think It's the strongest part And Moy Coming back Mm -hmm. for the World Cup With that form Has made it Even more difficult Do you
1: have to Now almost I think we referenced this With David Turnbull Previously See when you're talking about Celtic players' involvement do we actually should we actually talk about minutes rather than appearances? If you were to look at Matt O'Reilly's appearances or look at David Turnbull's appearances, they would mm-hmm. that number would be high. Mm-hmm. But it's the minutes I'm sure that the players aren't quite as as satisfied with.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Like, as you said there, you know, it is the minutes because you know appearance you can come on for one minute. And they and always has, get on, to appearance. Don't they? Yeah, exactly that. But I think, you know, sometimes, not sometimes, I think it's easier coming on as a substitute for Celtic, you know, when you come on in the last 30 minutes because the team that the the starting eleven have started against are fatigued. And St. were down to 10 yeah. men. That's what I mean. But you're so, so tired because you don't touch the ball really. You know, you're moving from left to right. They're moving you absolutely everywhere and you come on 30 minutes, fresh legs and all of a sudden all the gaps start to appear and there's no surprise that Celtic scored four goals in the last 15 minutes or whatever it might be. I know they were down to 10 men but that's just a natural thing because as I mm. said, Celtic are so
1: relentless for that first 60 minutes that teams just tire. Can I ask a question that is sort of how long's a piece of string? I acknowledge that this, this is tough but say you are Matt O'Reilly then or David Turnbull, <coughs> maybe Matt O'Reilly a better example because he came on and scored and had previously been a, a mainstay in that team. How How many times do you need to do that to chip away at Aaron Moy's goodwill If that makes So for instance
3: To, to get I, back in the team you Yeah mean?
1: like it's, I'm assuming Just because Aaron Moy was A bit off it By his high standards At the weekend And Matt O'Reilly comes in And scores Does that mean Come the cup final Matt O'Reilly plays That, that Ma- would be Ma- a stretch You know Or how often do you, you know what I mean How how, how hard is it As a I think player in Matt Matt position
3: Maybe this is the of it. He's closer Than David Turnbull Sure Because uh, he's been in before And he also played There was a game I forget who it was recently uh, That Ange opted for O'Reilly ahead of Moy, which I was surprised yeah, that's about right, yeah. with the that, form of Rangers, Moy. Rangers, was it? It might have been. Yeah, because yeah, Moy then came off the bench yeah. and you know, had a positive effect, you're mm-hmm. right. So Ange has leaned on uh, Matt O'Reilly for, for big games since he came to the club. I think he's had a, a decent amount of assists this year, but again, and the only thing that's been brought to my attention is because I watched an interview with Matt O'Reilly at the start of the season and he was talking about trying to get off the... The, uh, the mark with his goal scoring, and it's taken him till last week. albeit was a f- fantastic finish. But I would, I, I would say he's closer to starting that game. Uh, they've obviously got the game in between the Livy the game. Weekend. I think
1: your, The recent one was the Livy game where Moy was in the bench and O'Reilly started. Right. But, but apart from that, it's been mostly, mostly sub appearances.
2: Yeah. Um, I think he's reliant upon. You know, O'Reilly, yes, coming on and doing well is is extremely important, as you said, Gordon, but also Moy needs to drop off a bit because no matter how well you come on, if you're replacing that's, me, yeah, that's kind of if a I'm point, still yeah. performing, it doesn't matter how well you're doing because, you know, I've still got credit in the bank. I think Moy probably has to have a couple of bad games and O'Reilly yeah. has to come on and impact those games where Moy's not been too great and then, you know, it flips again.
3: I think as well, up until last week, they had some midweek games. The games were coming thick and fast. Aaron Moy isn't getting any younger. I think yeah. that's maybe why... He's changing it a little bit, uh, but this they, they've got the luxury that this week it's Saturday, and then the following weekend's the final, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. I just think with David Turnbull as well, you touched on it, Gordon. I think it's a good point. His mindset, because I, if I put myself in the in the boys' boots, I'm watching all these midfielders and I get the start. You might put a wee bit too much pressure on yourself yep. to go into it and have to have a, like a worldy of a game. Yeah, you know, to to keep your place. So. It's difficult for him, but again, that's what it's like, you know, playing at a, a club of Celtic size.
1: Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number you need. At Clyde SSB on Twitter, and to the caller who just spoke to producer Callum, wanting to make a point about Nicholas Sturgeon's resignation, I don't know. I don't know for the. I don't know for the right audience for it. I must admit. Do you know what? Call us tomorrow <laughs> when Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. They'll be much better informed <laughs> for us to have a discussion on it. So. um the, the the thought of it is shivers down my spine I must admit. Let's bring in Ian who's also a Celtic fan. How are you, Ian?
5: Hi, good evening, Gordon. I've got a couple of points if that's okay. Fire away. Uh, and hi, Simon and Marvin, the two snakes, what you done to Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's about <laughs> <behalf>. ridiculous. Ridiculous <laughs> boys. Anyway, let's let's get uh, a couple of points. Anyway, couple of penalty decisions at uh, the weekend. Uh, might have been a change in the game for the Celtic uh, And the penalty decision at Ibrox One got a straight red card uh, The boy Taylor um, Which I think was very harsh Okay, penalty kick But the wine for me uh, Was Cholak didn't, didn't know nothing about it If you look at the Bernabé uh, Simon and Marvin uh, Against Dundee United Young Bernaby get booked for that Cholak didn't get booked Where's the difference? And then when they come back, and guys
1: engage, if you like to speak about. It. Well, um, I I I wouldn't know. I must about right. you. Try and answer these things without being inside the ref's head. What, what <coughs> is there a difference that jumps out? Is the is it because the Burnaby header is going towards the goal, and Cholak's is a header back across the goal? I, I genuinely don't know, but that. Mm. Would Doesn't, that maybe be part of the thinking? Maybe I would just, as you said, guessing because mm. not in the referee's head, no idea. I do feel Ian right. I do feel like we've got enough on our plate with massive decisions without worrying about who's booked and who's not. Um, because my goodness, we're, um, we we've got quite a lot on our plate at the moment. But I, I'd like to have an answer for you. I don't, I'm afraid.
5: Right, he's can't answer it anyway. Let's. I, I spoke to uh, Ross, the producer, and he he mentioned the centre forward uh, situation, and I was talking to him about Kyogo. Obviously, one of my pals worked at Parkied, um but we've not heard nothing. Simon, have you heard anything? But Ross spoke to me regarding Jagamakus leaving. Yes, it's a big loss. Um, I heard different scenarios while he left. Um, but he was a, a big one with a boy. He was, um, he was always involved. But if you look at his replacement that's come in, uh, Simon, I think you played across your front three. Wide on the way Right or left I think you might have Played through the middle A couple of times Etc cetera, etc cetera. But if you look at Young O He's a big lumpy boy Big structure Big stature Got his first goal On Saturday Got a monkey off half his back I think he's a great Replacement he looks like a young Jacky Marcus I think he's only 20 wide 21 Simon If you take me that Is
1: it? Yeah Yeah I yeah, think you're right He were you impressed with him Simon At the weekend Did We see a bit more Again as Marvin said Not seen a lot of It's him. a nice time to come on yeah. and to Mirren or Stretch But important to get that goal
3: Yeah definitely uh, I think it took Jacky Marcus A wee bit longer To get off the mark At the beginning You know Missed the penalty against
2: You guys Livingston yeah uh,
3: Yeah I've not seen a lot of, oh I've only seen what the the guys have seen have covered the the games I like the look of him, he he turned Considine at Perth the other week I like, he got in in front of the boy, you know it's a tap in Mm -hmm. But he anticipated it, I think he's a player that will like the physical side I think he'll he'll like defenders getting tight to him Because he looks as if he can roll people or hold people off Uh, So in that respect, he's probably more similar to Jackie Marcus. The physicality side of it than 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 Slater Kyogo, but I, I get asked about this. Just things like that happen in football. Kyogo gets injured the week before, or days after Jackie Marcus walks out of the club. I think you have to back the manager with his recruitment and what this guy's coming in. Albeit he's twenty one, he he might be you know uh, a guy that hits the ground running here, like most of the other recruitment. I like the
1: notion That you Are able to tell the nation How fit or unfit Kyogo is And you're, we're
3: just waiting in this big I know unfortunately e- I, I do e- cover e- the e- games e- But I do not have Any inside no? information Are you sure? I am 100% positive <laughs> Hopefully be back Because there's <laughs> a big game Next week
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be one To watch with interest For sure over the, the Coming days and next week Marvin Yeah
2: it will be uh, One thing that did Surprise me is that The O didn't come on uh, When Kyogo actually went off And my AD ended <clears throat> up Going through the middle Which probably yeah. tells you You know where he is Fitness wise So yeah. You know, as you said, we've, we've not long to go to the cup final if Kyogo <clears> isn't to make it. <throat> um, Will we see Maeda playing through the middle, you know, rather than no starting? But no, listen, he, he was, he's been fantastic in the minutes he has got. And as Simon said, you know, really proactive to get his goal the other day.
1: Thank you, ENO1419511025. Yeah. Come on, you Motherwell fans and St Mirren fans. You must be heading to the game roundabout now. Why not give us a call and let us know what you're thinking? What about the football match itself? How big a game it is? All the on-field stuff And then particularly you Motherwell fans What's happening in the dugout Is this an addition for Stuart Kettlewell If not, who should it be Who have you got your eye on Give us a call 01419511025 And we'll try and get you on next
0: You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025
1: Clyde One, Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here. It's 0141 951 1025. So please do join us and get whatever is on your chest off. At Motherwell fans and St Mirren fans, I'm not letting you off the hook. If you're on your way to the game, please pick up that phone. Let us know what you're thinking, St Mirren fans. How big a game is this for you and your top half of the table aspirations? And perhaps even more so, Motherwell fans, how big a game is this for you and your bid to stay in the division? And also what does it mean For the managerial situation 01419511025 Is it Stuart Kettlewell Can he win his way to the job Would you prefer it with someone else Let us know 01419511025 And I'll get you some team news uh, In the not too distant future Probably In fact about pretty soon I would imagine We'll do it quite soon uh, Let's speak to Stephen Who's a Rangers fan in Glasgow Stephen what's on your mind Tonight How
6: are you doing, guys Yeah good right. Good good yeah, no better. um Just calling in tonight. Um, I just really wanted to see what the panel's thoughts were on the likes of Scott Arfield, Scott Wright. Um, guys are maybe not getting a game at Rangers at the moment. Um, if you feel the writing's maybe on the wall for them. Um, or if you're to extend Arfield still. Um, and I just wanted to see if it's maybe wise of Michael Beal to be playing Tillman, um, or in the likes of Tillman, in so many games, um, playing consistently maybe in danger of burning him out especially at such a young age and um, just maybe feel our field should we make, get a chance um, maybe if, we're not extending his deal but maybe to put himself in the short window um, see what other clubs can maybe come in for him
1: it's an interesting one I was off the top of my head he's not been in the squad for the last three games is that does that tell its own story? Yeah, I think it does. You
2: know, Raskin came into into the team at the weekend and I was highly impressed with him. You know, everything he did, he he did extremely well. He was always trying to play forward passes, puts a fantastic ball in for, for one of the goals as well um, to make it 1-1. So, listen, I was highly impressed by him and he's kind of the profile that Michael Beale's looking at now in terms of age and you know potential and probably sell-on value. Uh, Scott Arfield, for me, has been a great servant uh, for Rangers. If it does end up being his last season, he can look back on it fondly. Um, you know coming on against Aberdeen away and obviously turning the game on its head uh, Michael Bill won't forget that also but there's no sentiment in football you know he's trying to get the best Rangers team he possibly can and the best squad um, and if that doesn't include having Scott Arfield in there then you know I know what um, Stephen's saying about maybe playing him in games so other teams can see him but I think Scott Arfield's CV speaks for itself and you know Michael Bill's got <coughs> his own job to do and that's mm-hmm.
1: win as many games he can with Rangers I mean when any new manager comes in Simon but in this case, Michael Beale, there must be that initial stage of you're just trying to win games, but you 're you're trying to really assess everything you've got and you've got a lot going on and you're trying to look at recruitment and you're trying to look at young players coming through and assess what the future holds for guys that are already there so it can 't be easy to to do all that are, are we starting to see these signs that you know guys that have been there and have have served Rangers over the last couple of seasons are we starting to see the signs that michael Beale might not Fancy them as such going forward?
3: Yeah, I think that's inevitable as well. The longer that Michael Beale's in the job, uh, the more transfer windows he'll be getting players in that he wants to be at the club. Uh, I mean,
1: Peter. Sorry just quickly, Peter uh, has just tweeted to say he's injured. I must admit, I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. If, if that is the case, that I, I didn't think he was. But there we go. I stand corrected.
3: Yeah, it wasn't that long ago that I actually I think I said on the show, <coughs> Arfield is from a when the, I think it was Rangers were about to play Celtic from a Celtic perspective it was always a player that I was concerned about because he he seemed to do well you know that kind of bursting into the box from midfield Mm. I think as as Marv says he's did well for Rangers so there, there might still be time for him there if he's injured then that explains itself just now yeah, but A couple of was,
1: people tweeting that Shorty is one of them yeah. I just I didn't remember that being one That was mentioned by, by Michael Beale at the weekend but oh, What do I know? They
3: the brought The midfielder Raskin in Tillman seems to be quite prominent Cantwell has came in And, and played the last few games <clears throat> And I noticed Hadji was back At the weekend as well So You know again We, we talk about the, the, the Celtic midfield You know there's, there seems to be Competition for places there As well Scott Wright was on the bench But I think over time You know the Rangers team yeah. Will take a shape You know Heavily influenced by Michael Beale going forward, you've you got Lowry as well. Though, haven't yeah.
2: he? You know the, the he, yeah, for him he as well. Injured, yeah, wasn't he, yeah he is injured. Uh, the yeah, they
1: were we Stephen. Maybe a bit premature. Maybe it's, it's an injury. But th- do you not feel that you know once that once that clears up, is there still a space for Scott Arfield in this squad then, or how do you see it panning out? Stephen, you still got us. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm still here Good man What do you think then Once once he's fit and available I'm, I'm looking at Say the yeah. Harps game Because that would be a good uh, A good barometer of a, of a strong squad If you like So the bench that night Is like Sands And King Divine Jack Cantwell Wright Lowry Cholak So Scott Arfield may come back onto that bench But obviously one of them Would have to drop out
6: yeah, that's the thing. We've obviously got a limited number of spaces on the bench, but I do feel that as far, I has got his place there. I think he's earned it um, over the last couple of years. And um, More than that, obviously I know what you're saying regarding sentiment, no sentimentality in football, but um, he's still got that, about a bit, a, that bite about him. Um, so I think in a game like the Hearts game, could be quite feisty, it. Uh, could be one to watch. You maybe need that. You need, maybe need that option on the bench to come on. To
1: be fair, the one game Rangers... Didn't need anything else, or, or you know, didn't need an improvement. Would be the Hearts game, Marvin. I guess I think listening to Michael Beal certainly after the Ross County game, it was clear on Sunday as well. And you were there um, doing another TV role, quite <laughs> remarkably. Um, it's probably a solu- solutions at, at turning home games into more comfortable afternoons. That that's probably what Michael Beal's looking for at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's looking for better performances all round. Um, I think you know,
2: too many players in the first half were off of it. Um, He did make, I think, six or seven changes. And after the game, he said maybe that was too many. Uh, And I remember saying, listen, if if you're going to play for Rangers football club and be within that squad, you should be able to make 11 changes. Because if you're within the first team squad and you can't play at home against Partick Thistle and win a game and win it comfortably and in style, then maybe you shouldn't be at the football club. So I think Michael Beale was, you know, saying things that managers say to protect their players, but, you know, I think he's was taking too mm. much of the blame for that. But also, Lawrence is to come back as well, is not he? There's yeah. so many players that can play in yeah. that kind of attack in 10 role that it's difficult for Arfield, you know, to, to maintain within the squad.
1: Because it gonna, it's going to have to start <coughs> being about that in the future, isn't it, for, for Michael Beale, This is not to write off Scott Arfield mm-hmm. or anyone individually, no, but again, so the bench at the I think, weekend. I think, I
3: think Arfield's a good guy to have about your squad, though. Whenever I yeah. see him for Rangers, he never lets anybody down. Doesn't, but he wants to play, he's, doesn't he? He's coming of course he wants to play, but he doesn't, he, he doesn't, for me, look as if he sulks. He comes on, no, I, I think he, he lifts players round about him. I think, as a manager, I think, you know, somebody in that squad, uh, like in our field, is, mm. you know, an asset. Yeah, Still, I,
1: mean, I mean, the bench at the weekend, again, I think, the, I read out the Hearts one, but, you know, since then, you would add someone like Kamar Roof to that so mm-hmm. Roof, Morelos Wright, Kent Jack, Divine King, Goldson McLaughlin so if we're talking that, if Arfield's not part of that and Lowry was injured at the weekend and by the way big teams have players have, have more than just the 11 plus the subs I get, yeah. uh, granted there's always a couple more but no one wants to be in the stand so on top of that list there would be Scott Arfield there would be Alex Lowry there would be Tom Lawrence yeah. he, and, and it depends what happens with Yilmaz uh, mm-hmm. and John Suter yeah. so there, there's do do you envisage a few pieces getting moved around in the, the coming
2: yeah, months? 100%. You know things have to be moved around, and, and as I was saying there, you know Scott Eiffel's probably got another two years playing at, at top flight, um, and he'll want to play week in week out. You know he's coming towards the end of his career. You know we've all been there where you don't really want to be in the stands. And as you said, you know barring injuries, you're probably not going to get in squads. So it's a lot different when you're on the bench and you can come on and impact it. You're not in the squad at all when you're sitting in the stands. It's a hard watch. So. You know, I think it'd probably be a bit of both. You know, Michael Bill, I think, would love to keep him around because Scott Eiffel's the ultimate professional. But I know the standards he sets for himself and his hunger to play football will probably mean that he has to move on, although it would be reluctantly.
1: Mm. 01419511025, thank you to Stephen for bringing it up tonight. Andy's also a Rangers fan. Uh, I mean, there was a lot said about the the controversy at the weekend, Andy. Maybe you've got more of a, a footballing thought about your team at the moment.
7: Hi guys, how you doing all right? Hey, thank you. Aye, I, I I was trying to go on last, I know there's a lot I say about the decisions now, but when, when I haven't to watch the game, I wasn't too impressed we starting eleven. I mean there's no goals and no Manelis, no Kent, no Jack. I, mean, I I don't know if you underrated us a wee bit, but surely must start be strongest team because it's not as if we're playing like, we're only playing a game a week now so if anything happens you you know you got a wee bit more time to recover. But I was disappointed we starting eleven.
1: I know this sounds daft on hindsight Andy Because it was a tight game And Patrick Thistle did do well But if we're talking about Rangers here At home To a mid-table championship team You should be able to rest Connor Goldson surely And Ryan Kent Guys that play every game
7: Well I'm just thinking that you no, know, You've got a wee bit of momentum going So You start off here strongest 11 Then maybe at half time if things go well Then you can give them a rest But Once you've got that team that starts down 11 Which is near enough Apart last week, there, you know, it's, you can you not know, pack the team.
1: Mm. What did you I think, th- Marvin? Like we said, you were working there on on TV with, when the team came in. And by the way, you know, there were double change made at half time You know, and, and Hadji people were excited about his return to the starting eleven. Todd Cantwell, lots of fanfare mm. about his arrival. They both came off at the break. Um, what, what did you make of the, the full makeup on Sunday? No, I wasn't surprised. You know, I wasn't surprised it gave people
2: opportunities because Michael Bills came in. I think was at his fourteenth game, and he's trying to assess his squad. Now, what better time to assess, you know, players who maybe haven't had an opportunity other than, you know, home to Parthic Thistle, as you said, mid-table in the championship. That Rangers team should have been a lot more comfortable. You look at the players that are playing there. They should have been a lot more comfortable than they were within that game. So that, for me, isn't on the manager. That's on the players that have gone out there and not performed to a level that they should have. Those players would have been chomping at the bit and they've probably been knocking Michael Beale's door since he came in. Give me an opportunity. Give me a chance. He gave them that. And they failed to live up to the standards that they should have been set, and they should have been playing to. So for me, I wasn't surprised by the starting eleven. As you said, some fantastic footballers within that. They didn't play to the level they should have. But by the way, looking at that starting eleven, if that was a championship team, if they were in the championship,
1: they would romp away with the league. So they just didn't perform. Hmm. Yeah, like we said, Andy was it another one of those Ibrox afternoons that was, you know, a bit, made a bit heavier weather than it should be. And I know we're looking back about kind of three days ago. So maybe looking forward. what? What changes are you looking for or, or what needs to be better In these Perceived Easier home games
7: Well just what Marvin says The players really need to step up You know I mean I mean I know You understand what Marvin's saying But they were work bad I mean You've got to give a bit break Because he's just you no, know, he You can see he needs time to you know uh, To come back after he's That long, long Long injury and that You know what I mean But the players today I mean I, I don't know I was wanting a stress-free game On Saturday, Sunday And didn't get that again you know what I mean? <laughs> far,
1: far from <laughs> that Um yeah, it's interesting if you look at the the early Michael Beal era. Simon, look, there's an obvious school of thought here, which is, well, hold on, he's only he's undefeated and he's won the vast majority of his games, so there's no problem, and you would I would respect that. But I'm listening to the manager himself, who clearly wants it, wants a bit more out of it, who would have thought after 14 <coughs> games, Rangers' most convincing result and performance would be away at Tynecastle, which is supposed to be, and credit to them yeah. for that, but you know what I mean, that's supposed to be one of the, the trickier ones.
3: Yeah, and that's one of the ones I kind of, you looked at and thought that could be a slip-up, that could be a test, but it turned out to be a really straightforward one. I think Rangers played really well that night as well, through at Tynecastle, but yeah, I think it'll be a frustration for, for Michael Beale. You know he's happy to win the games, of course he is, but I think he wants more than that. I think he wants the performances, and like Andy's saying there, Haji for me, yeah, he's been out for a long time. But you're looking at the likes of the Cantwell uh, lad that's came in. You're looking for these guys to do more, and he's obviously not happy because he's whipped them off at half time. So I'm a wee bit. I can see where Andy's coming from as well in terms of starting with your your strongest team. But regardless who you're playing against, you know, there is a bit of rhythm there and, and whatever. But he decided to, to give these guys an opportunity and ultimately, you know, one or two of them haven't impressed them on the on the day.
1: O one four one nine five one one oh two five, thanks to Andy. Good time to get your call in because we're gonna get some travel. We'll try and get you on next. And we've got team news from Fur Park as well. So Motherwell fans, St. Mirren fans, great time for you to join in. O one four one nine five one
0: one oh two five this is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here it's 0141 951 1025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB if you're still looking back on the weekend you can do maybe you're already looking forward to the coming weekend or maybe even the weekend after I sense we're almost in that territory um, because there's a certain big game around the corner in the final of the League Cup in terms of Today's news, current events, that's mostly around Motherwell and their search for a manager and the fact that they play St Mirren tonight. You've also got Aberdeen search for a new manager as well, so any of those topics tickle your fancy, pick up the phone, particularly you Motherwell and St Mirren fans. Come on, if you're heading along to the game, let us know what you are thinking. To set the scene for you at for Park, Andrew McLean is there and I think he's got teams as well.
8: Yeah, I do indeed. Something needs to change here at Fir Park. And could Stuart Kettlewell be the man to spark that? I spoke to a couple of Motherwell fans today who've been impressed with how he spoke yesterday to the media. They'll now be keen to see what changes will be made on the pitch. Not a big turnaround from Stephen Hamill sacking at the weekend. Of course, that disappointing defeat to Wraith Rovers in the Scottish Cup but it is all about the Premiership relegation would be a disaster for Motherwell and with this being a game in hand on Kilmarnock and Ross County above them it would be huge if they could get all three points in this one as for St Mirren, they've had a good season so far but their issue is up front, Alex Grieve now ruled out injured he was down on the pitch there wearing a moon boot that's after Jonah Iunga's injury uh, he's out for the rest of the season, the departure of Eamon Brophy as well on deadline day however, could this be the game Tony Watt steps up, another mother will recruit uh, former Motherwell recruit for Steven Robinson at St Mirren up against his old club, he'll be hoping he can get on the score sheet and fire St Mirren up to fourth with a win tonight. As for that all important team news Stuart Kettlewell has made four changes from the team at the weekend. Out go O'Donnell, Slattery, Danzaki and Tierney In come Johnson, Furlong Cornelius and Goss. It'll be Liam Kelly in goal. I think it may be a back three of Dan Casey, Callum Butcher and Palm, again, it would mean Max Johnson and James Furlong are the wing-backs. The midfield three, Dean Cornelius, Sean Goss and Blair Spittle, The front two, Kevin Van Veen and John Obika. The substitutes, Oxborough, O'Donnell, Slattery, Crankshaw, Danzaki, Aitchison, McKinstry, Tierney and Dunneke. As for St Mirren, just a one-change... For them from the team that lost to Celtic at the weekend Out goes Alex Grieve Of course he's injured And in comes Tony Watt So it's Trevor Carson in goal for them The back three Marcus Fraser, Declan Gallagher, and Richard Taylor The two wing backs Ryan Strain and Scott Tanzer The midfield three Keanu Bacchus, Mark O'Hara and Alex Gogic Tony Watt and Curtis Main up top The substitutes are Minsky, Shaughnessy, Dunn, Small Offered Flynn, Taylor, Kilty and Jameson
1: uh, What do you make of those teams then? Mullerwell fans and Marin fans What are you thinking of the managerial side? Situation hearing from Andrew McLean uh, there. Marvin, what sticks out for you tonight? Well, as he just said there, you know, trying to look through the two formations they could possibly
2: play, but you know, maybe they'll all match up against St. Mirren because obviously they're kind of a 3 5 2. Maybe, you know, Ketwell thinks that his player, player player for player, rather, are better. Um, gets Van Veen and a beaker through the middle, probably Spittle in, in, in the 10. So, listen, I'm interested to see how they go. Um, you know, it looks like a lot more balance to this team, definitely. So, He's, he's trying to put a stamp on it definitely and if he changed the formation
1: then fair play to him because as I said earlier in the show needs a reaction Yeah I know Twitter's not uh, it's not often a, a breeding ground for positivity uh, Simon but I just did a quick flick through the replies to Mullerwell's team and I uh, don't detect too much optimism um, so you know as Stuart Kettlewell is, is in he, he's named the team like granted he's unlikely to come in and rip everything up and, and change but Still, get many people pointing out that McKinstry has been one of the main attacking yeah. threats. Can't seem to start a game at the moment. Um, then you are back at the you know the January stra- strategy of signing Crankshaw and Danzaki and Aitchison and they're on the bench and Obika uh, and Butcher, furlong, Casey get starting. There is just a there is a lot of players there, and it seems very hard to find what, what what is the best option.
3: But they need to come up with a solution really quickly, and I think watching the game at the weekend as well, it was very evident that, you know, especially the third goal, we were doing the analysis, and yeah. they looked all over the place. Yeah, Their, their back guys were all over the place, uh, people running beyond the ball. It was actually a, a throw-in for Motherwell. So they look in disarray, and that comes with, obviously, the results. The confidence will be low. They've now lost their manager. They've got eight or nine new players in, uh, in January there. So the only thing I would say is I like the two striker Uh, Van Veen you know is the go-to guy for Motherwell has been since he's been there play the two strikers up be positive you're at home but they have Mm. to work a hell of a lot harder and you know there has to be something happens for them very quickly
2: they need Van Veen in the mood though you know that sometimes is the problem sometimes he looks like he he doesn't want to be out there almost and you know what a fantastic striker he is when he is in the mood but they're so reliant upon you know what Van Veen Mm. turns up to you know determine where they go in the game
1: it's a horrible example of um you know, missing what you previously had when you look at the Saint Mirren team, I suspect for a lot of Motherwell fans. Um, but even even guys like 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 Declan Gallagher's spell at Motherwell wasn't brilliant towards mm-hmm. the end, right? It wasn't pretty certainly would he would get a game at the yeah. back now. Um, Marco Harris, the Saint Mirren captain, I think a lot of Motherwell fans would like to see him still in the midfield. And if you're talking about Motherwell playing with a, a front two, two former Motherwell strikers line up for Saint Mirren and Tony Watt and Curtis Main. Yep. You don't really want to see those two come up against you if your back four's not having a good time of it, do you? You really don't. And I can guarantee you
2: one thing, Tony Watt will be in the mood tonight. And Ohio that's a, problem, that's a, problem, a yeah, problem for any defence, you know, <laughs> let alone one that was so static at the weekend. Um, as you said, Curtis Main, we all know his strengths and what he can do. O'Hara, for me, is a player that that I love to watch. You know, his late arrivals into the box, works ever so hard, tries to get on the end of things. And he really makes that cent Mirren team tick. But just looking at their side, compared to Motherwell's, they just look a lot more structured, don't they? And a lot more... Kind of, you look unity within the squad and within that starting eleven. Uh, I think it's gonna be a difficult night for Motherwell, Gordon. I don't want it to
1: be because I like you. Mm, okay, <laughs> uh, let's hear from both managers, or certainly the interim one in Motherwell's case, and Stuart Kettlewell. Really difficult, really difficult. They they make you earn everything that you get out of the game. Um, they make you defend. They make you defend from wide areas. They make you defend your penalty box. I think that. They operate with a real energy, with a real aggression. Stevie's a guy that I respect. When I first came into management, felt that i played a a few games against him. um, Sat and had a few good conversations with him um, in a manager's office afterwards, which I took loads from, took an awful lot from. There's quite clearly a connection with this football club as well. With both clubs, with players that have went the opposite direction all that sort of stuff, that's another narrative I suppose that, that you could speak about but in terms of what Stephen does as a manager uh, I'm exceptionally complimentary
3: I, I, I really respect what he's done. Yeah my thoughts are solely with, with St Mirren because we have to produce the same level of performance that we did at Celtic Park um, and then we've nothing to fear from anybody we, we know that well, we can't sign any more players you know we know what we're going to face they've, they've got injuries they've got some talented boys there as well So um, yeah, we have to have the same level of commitment The same level of quality That we showed against Celtic And try and take the game to them
1: 01419511025 is the number If you want to get your thoughts in uh, On any of tonight's football Or today's talking points But it's also the number you need right now For this
0: Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
1: Okay, Beat the Pundit time What are you rolling your eyes at? Rolling he's, he's, his eyes he does not look because happy does he? he looks nah. stressed
3: over there Yeah
1: Is it because you're now focused on football management You don't have time to be as good at Beat the Pundit as you, you previously <laughs> no, were it's just
2: a massive pressure, Gordon When you play that music, you know, it does something to me It triggers something
1: You start sweating, yeah. I must admit a week on oh. What's life been like Simon? <laughs> this time last week You had no idea what to expect You came on You smashed it out of the park You got I watched, a 7 I watched
3: you and producer Callum you Killing yourself laughing But
1: the problem was The contestant David It was very good exactly. He Eight. lost Why the big build up? He lost
3: it was very good, but I'm I'm very proud of myself you as weren't? well. Seven. Have you been? How can you be proud of losing? Been, What's seven, going on here? Seven. Seven. You
1: could only dream of a seven, <laughs> and he still lost. It doesn't matter. Have it's still been, a massive L next to his name. Oh uh, <laughs> look at me have, <laughs> have you been getting any uh, any feedback
3: from last week? Not so much, but I was. The, was it the highest I mm. get? oh absolutely so I'm glad to just be involved in a game like that
1: you said people have even been talking to you about Simon Donnelly's defeat last <laughs> week Yeah, and I've been buzzing and I'm saying to them <laughs> yes. oh, I was so glad it was him who lost
2: doesn't matter he got 7 the other person got 8 and he lost that is it everyone's saying oh Simon's so
1: unlucky no should have got 8 <laughs> taking the tie tiebreaker anyway hard if, school. You, if you want to play tonight it's 01419511025 knowing our luck a, a 2 will win it tonight uh, you need to get your call in before 7 o'clock and beat the pundits next.
0: Tackle the headlines. One Super Scoreboard.
1: Marvin Bartley and Simon Donnelly are here. If you want to join them, and please do, it's 01419511025. We are looking ahead to kick off between Motherwell and St Mirren. Huge game on the pitch. Huge game with knock-on effects on the league table also with Motherwell's Will's Gerial Vacancy as well Had lots of interest in that one so if you want to get your calls in please do we have been discussing various things from the weekend sort of carrying on I guess from the weekend uh, and looking at some of the other talking points that are out there so please do pick up that phone but before we go any further let's do this
0: Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online. The slash football.
1: Beat the Pundit time. It is the one week anniversary of an 8-7 defeat for Simon Donnelly. Things I never thought we would hear uh, on Beat the Pundit. He's not quite recovered. He's been away for the weekend as well. He's wounded. Overindulging.
3: A, a touch. Couple, of, couple of nice nights in Aaron. Isle of that, Aaron.
1: That's a yes. Yep, definitely. Uh, Grant is in Falkirk tonight trying to take advantage of it. How are you, Grant? I'm good, Gordon. How are yourself? Not bad, not bad. You fancy this the chances of robbing salt and Simon Donnelly's wounds. I mean you, you had to get an eight to beat him last week, but I'm thinking maybe a an easier route this evening. Ah uh, fingers crossed, eh? Yeah. Um although a word of warning to you both, I think they're tough questions tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Particularly you, Marvin Bartley, always look at which questions are...
2: Marvin, All questions
1: I, are tough for No, me. but are like Marvin Bartley-proof. You know, because yeah. like we ad- we adopted you. Eight is, years is, ago. Is it eight? Yeah. As long as that. Feels like a lifetime. Anything pre that is a problem. Yeah, there's a couple on there that I'm like... I'm mm. Anyway, heads is Simon Donnelly, tails. It's Marvin Bartley. It's definitely Grant and Falkirk. And it is tails. It's Marvin Bartley. Oh, I against it's Grant. Grant, are you nervous? <laughs> He sounded nervous Grant I'm usually alright But then now ah, that you, I'm on yeah my, yeah my legs are starting to go I like it said his legs anyway That's what I'm relieved at uh, Let's give Marvin Some Clay 2 to listen to So that he can't hear your answers Grant 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer Okay No worries Let's go Your time starts now Who managed Rangers The last time they played Celtic In a League Cup final What a Smith What Scottish club Did Stephen Kingsley Start his career with Talk up. Name either SPFL team Who feature a fish On their club crest
9: uh, Peterhead
1: Who's currently The St Johnstone club captain Us. Which Rangers manager Brought Reno Gattuso And Jonathan Johansson To the club
9: uh,
1: Sportsman. Kevin Van Veen Joined Motherwell From a club Based in which country uh, Holland Okay You ready it doesn't make any difference Does it I'm worried about you here Ready Yes go Who managed Rangers The last time they played Celtic In a League Cup final Van Broncos What Scottish club Did Stephen Kingsley Start his career with St Mirren Name either SPFL team Who feature a fish On their club crest Pass Who's currently The St Johnston club captain Liam Gordon. Which Rangers manager brought Reno Gatuzo and Jonathan Johansson to the club? The Cafe Cat. Kevin Van Veen joined Motherwell from a club in which country? England. Which Chelsea manager gave Billy Gilmore his senior debut? Three, two, one. <sighs> hey, Marvin Bartley, what do you think, Grant? Oh, I'm not sure. I can never tell with these. <sighs> Do you know what? <sighs> Right, I'll go through them and I'll explain my thinking after Stephen Gerrard was the Rangers manager Last time they played Celtic <laughs> in the League Cup final Remember it, Christopher Julian I've <laughs> written it down Yeah, I think it's the only
3: one I got argued about
1: the goal for six months afterwards uh, Stephen Gerrard, none of you got it Grant's a Rangers fan and didn't get it either <laughs> Yes, go on. However Bit of local knowledge here I think On Grant's side The Scottish club that Stephen Kingsley started his career okay. with Happens to be Grant's hometown
3: Falkirk it is it? Yeah. Falkirk so it was that one to me
1: after I said n- it nil I liked this from Grant as well because he kept his composure it would have been easy to panic here but he just used common sense name either SPFL team who feature a fish on their club crest I couldn't believe you looked down at your Queen of the South just <laughs> to check Peter Head who do you play this week? who did not, you play recently? them yes and I had fish and chips after <laughs> that is that's abysmal by the way apparently St do as well yeah yeah, according to producer Callum probably wrong 2-0 the St Johnston club captain is Liam Gordon Marvin pulls won back Mm -hmm. Reno Gattuso and Jonathan Johansson was brought to the club by Walter Smith
7: you gave me a nod like I was right there cheers buddy what did
1: you say again Walter Dick, Smith, Dick Advocate. said Dick Advocate. What grass? Kevin Van Veen,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Advocate.
1: Joined taking Mother great pleasure Will in this from Scunthorpe, yep. which is of course in England. So you got that, And he didn't. Three two at this point. All you needed to do, all you needed to do was tell me that what? Frank Lampard gave Billy Gilmore his Chelsea debut. Oh, I thought it was two what, two. I, what three did he did he get? Falkirk, Peterhead, and Walter Smith. Oh, you didn't tell me
2: you got that right. Oh, well done. Well done, Grant. Well done, Grant. Yeah, that nice ball one. will not be coming, Get mate. He's furious. Look, not sending him the ball. It's not up to up you. I'm getting beat by Gordon DL on a geography question.
9: So. You're
1: joking. You've been on before and lost to Gordon DL, and then you've come on and admitted Grant, it. Grant, why did you just admit
5: that? Uh, it was a redneck, like. <laughs> <laughs> which, which
9: club is furthest south uh, in the SPFL? No, sorry, it was SPL or whatever, and I said... Queen the South, but also it's called Kilmarnock because it was just the top week
3: <sighs> And uh... the,
1: the, the real question is, how does that make you feel? Well, the fact that Grant still remembers
3: Losing that and it was
2: eight years ago. It, last
3: week, was it David last week? Yes, he ran Roger Hanna close. No, that, that's the caliber. Last week, it's that's, not that's not the caliber. That
2: Listen, I lost to Grant because he was a better player on the day. I didn't produce the level of performance that I have been. That's a disappointing thing,
1: Grant. You deserve that, mate. Well done, Grant. Magic here. Well done, buddy. Good Good on, man. We were about to get Graham and Easterhouse on the line And he appears to have disappeared So if you're still listening Graham, pick up that phone uh, And join us again I like to think I um, I understand you Marvin Bartley I can sort of identify which ones you're going to get right <laughs> And I I knew that you would get Liam Gordon And I thought he wouldn't right? Which, which was the case I knew you would get Van Veen And so when we got to the last one I thought what you were What
3: was the Van Veen question again?
1: What country? Which country did he join from? Scunthorpe, England mm. yeah, well done. I was certain you were going to sneak it with the Chelsea When I thought you would get Frank Lampard.
2: I, something was telling me, dear but that was too long ago Just, I was all over <sighs> the tra- right, right? I know It was too long ago I know
1: Billy Gilmore would have been about Two Four years old, I don't yeah, know I haven't it's...
2: done the, <laughs> the, the arithmetic What was but... the next question, if I'd have passed?
1: What difference does that make? No,
2: because if I
1: potentially could have got it <sighs> Right, who's older? Callum McGregor or Oh <sighs> Okay
2: we're doing a 50-50 question.
1: <laughs> what would you have gone? Callum McGregor. It is Callum yeah. McGregor. By just one year though. <laughs> what not pass? Anyway, 01419511025. Apparently, right, what a big build up. Producer Callum has buzzed in my ear and says that Andrew McLean, who's at Fur Park tonight, has an amazing stat and we have to hear it. Do not let us down here, Andrew McLean.
8: Yeah, I'm tapping into sort of Roger Hanna-type knowledge here, but I've sat here, I've worked it out. St Mirren's starting eleven tonight have played more games for Motherwell than Motherwell's starting eleven have. Wow! 352, you are 352 combined appearances for Motherwell amongst the St Mirren players in their starting eleven, <sighs> 339 for the Motherwell players. If
1: that is true, and I wouldn't doubt you, that is sensational. That actually did. That does live up to it Because when Callum said that I thought He's set the bar high Whatever this stat is Is going to be disappointing No That is top draw Are we talking just league Or all competitions We need to be sure about this Andrew McLean
8: All competitions So 352 for The Sudmirran players That played for (laughs) Motherwell And 339 for the 11 In the Motherwell team
3: Wow I love
2: that I wonder if that's ever happened In any game of football before Genuinely That is Unbelievable I the, oppo- we- the
3: opposition have played more Times from Yeah, or oh, Motherwell. Not
2: Motherwell, But I mean just like <laughs> Any team But you know what would
1: be brilliant? If he just made that up <laughs> That
2: would be tremendous Because as if we were going to <laughs> yeah,
1: check yeah, Exactly <laughs> But no It's uh, clearly the pre-match build up not, not grabbing you Andrew McLean Not exciting you You've got this best time on your hands
8: it's, it's just been listening to you guys I thought I'd really do
1: something To keep myself entertained Here's what to do Right Come out of Fur Park Down to the crossroads Hang a right Couple hundred yards up You'll find Casa DL top floor. Oh no! Just absolutely not. Just I'm not going anywhere near throw there. Something at the window, <laughs> and he'll come and he'll come and let you in for a cup I'm certain of it. In fact, it's bath. It's bath night. I don't know no, how that no. makes you feel.
8: Uh, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable <laughs> that I'm even.
1: Valentine's Valentine's last night. Um, bath night tonight. You know, so it'd be an interesting time to. to Chop the door <laughs> on Gordon Deal Tell me he's got a really busy week as well. Um, oh, wow. So, that is a great stat, though. That de- is I'm delighted incredible. with that.
2: Brilliant. That, that, that is, that's unreal. That
1: really, really is. So the Motherwell, so the, the St. Mirren starting 11 has more appearances for Motherwell than it middle. does for St. Mirren. Was that a
2: no. stat? So the no. St. Mirren starting 11 i played no for Motherwell more times
3: yeah. than the Motherwell team itself.
1: Oh yeah, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> you just... <laughs> go it it was yeah. so good it's confusing <laughs> me. Right. Okay. Uh, you're, oh, right, you're right, you're brilliant. right. Brilliant. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I must admit, see, you want to just move on with the show and, and, and discuss pressing football matters. Um, I'm now getting complaints on Twitter from Ross in particular to say that the St Mirren badge doesn't have oh! fish on it. I must admit, producer Callum, that doesn't look like fish to me. <laughs>
2: Oh, that wow. is not a fish no seriously there's not even two that's He's what confused me a that's null and void no what do you mean <laughs> he said Peterhead no but, but that's confused me because I thought there was only minute. one
1: what bit of that do you even think is a fish They've got under the checkered flag. can I be honest I can't see on a family show what I think that looks like <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but it's
2: not fish null and void this is what I mean you can't even get correct questions <laughs> that's not a fish no way Simon I mean- what are you saying Independent adjudicator. No, hold on, right, it is,
1: it is. Can I look? Nowhere near a fish. Like a fish. This is not like you, producer Callum. What what on earth made you think that was a fish? Where?
2: <laughs> oh, nah.
1: It's nowhere oh, near I'm a I'm fish. Going home. What is,
2: what's, happening? what's happening today?
1: What is happening wow. today? Wow. That is <laughs> a very. Rematch. Re- no, because he said Peter Hedwig no, was correct. No, but, I'm he, not interested you in your excuses. Me? Oh wow. I mean, it's never been a fish that is it like there's, there's <laughs> not even up to debate? I want to rematch. Simon?
3: No. No. <laughs> never ever. Listen it had no, it had no effect on the Exactly the What do you result? mean? No, the I question wasn't you, correct you Oh come on Just
1: make up the questions. There are right? two passed. separate issues here Producer Callum has had one Thinking that is a fish But you I don't know what you're banging on about right? So it should have can,
2: been the only team With a no, fish What difference on that? would that have made Because, because then I would have thought ahead.
1: They've narrowed yeah. it down And you still couldn't get no, it but I was, You didn't narrow it down Because there wasn't two Come on Come on <laughs> Andrew, <sighs> Andrew McLean has Andrew McLean has now tweeted his stat For the world to see deservedly so, so. Yeah, absolutely. Can hit, we tweet hit, that hit, picture of the St on that for sure.
3: Get a vote. Yeah. What it looks no, like
1: No hold on. There, there is no vote. <laughs> there is no vote to be had here. <laughs> even in this most divided of places that yeah, is it? that would be 100% to to nil. Yeah, it's not a fish, Callum. That's not good enough. Because that's that's made me lose. I'm I'm not even joking. Um yeah, I've, I'm, I'm skimming through this to try and get a, an official answer. It's based on the the Paisley coat of arms. That doesn't really tell us what that little object is. That's certainly not a fish, though. You
2: mm. must have read his questions at quarter to
1: seven tonight. Yeah. So I just made it up, Simon. <laughs> it's not a fish. That's all you need to know. Uh, Scott is in Govan. How are you, Scott?
10: Uh, good evening, Gordon and and Simon.
1: What's on your mind tonight, Scott?
10: Um... This is
5: particular to Simon um, It's about the I know it's probably been talked today for Monday and Tuesday and that, But it's uh, about the walk-in In, in, in Sunday Against Partick um, Simon I heard oh, Well I read That you had scored a goal Against the Provers Back in the day When you sort of
4: um, Can I give the Provers the ball back? he's didn't to get on that back Well enough or something like that? Do you know the thing, thing is oh, hold
1: The on. thing about this what? Scott I, I read this as well Now if if, if if I'd been doing my job properly I would have reminded them Before the show But I forgot um, And you don't remember anything There's that glazed over look in yeah. your face yeah, I'm
3: totally confused So in
1: the last couple of days In the right, back of this Arctic Scott, gold, Scott yeah. Tiffany People have been writing articles And so on about Oh you know Has this type of thing Ever happened before And apparently It did In a game you played in For Celtic Against Wraith Rovers
10: Oh Is it right. coming
1: back Aye, to it's you coming now coming
3: back to me now Yes can you tell throwing. us anything about it <laughs> No but Did we take a throw in
2: We're asking you
3: I I can't remember I scored
2: What you got the free hit
3: I scored yeah
1: Oh so it was actually you
3: Yeah Oh my goodness cup, I knew it, and was you were involved I'm sure it was a cup game
2: Did you get the bonus for it you it as a walk,
3: one hundred percent.
2: That's the important thing.
3: I knew you were. Um, Was it? Th- I knew you were involved. Wow! Can who is it? Scott? Can Scott explain? No,
1: I think what he, he, again? so. Hold on, I'll find it because I did read this. I did oh. read this last night. I need to just quickly do the. Well, do you any, do you know any more details of it, Scott? Or Do you want me to fill in the blanks? <laughs>
3: No, sorry, it, was, it wasn't a walk-in goal. The I boot think.
1: was on the other foot at Celtic Park in 1995, from the Scotsman. This is uh, Lee Cup tie Raythe rover descended into controversy over Simon Donnelly's extra time winner. Wraith had voluntarily kicked the ball out of play so that Peter Grant could receive treatment for an injury. That,
3: that, 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 that,
1: that When the ball was thrown back into play, <laughs> Pierre Van Hoydonk did not give it back to Wraith It was Pierre's fault. He headed it back <laughs> over the. All oh, right, he headed it. Right out again, and then got his teammates Aye, to it, come up the pitch. Then you took uh, the throw-in. Then you scored.
3: Yeah. What? So it wasn't it wasn't as straightforward.
1: So he headed it back at them. They had a throw-in, and then Simon took the ball from them. Oh, yeah, that's So by the sounds of it, and I've not seen it. Um, so basically, yeah. So, so Ra- Rafe put Rafe put Rafe put the ball <laughs> out. Yeah, Rafe put the ball out. Yeah. But when they take the throw in, Van Hooydonk quickly sort of heads it back out again, and then urges all his team to come mm-hmm. up and press. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm I'm thinking that is I mean, well, similar,
3: how, how does, but not. with Scott at the game? Now, Scott, have you
1: just read this in the last few days? I've just read it. I'm a Rangers fan. Oh, oh, right, mean, Scott, we're we're we're
3: doing doing Well, that you certainly on at the
1: game then? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been in the Rafe end. You never know. Um,
2: so Scott's
3: accusing me of being. No, nah, t- Scott's doing right. No,
2: nah, Scott, you're right. Simon should have given him the ball back. Do you want to apologise? All this? Not really. No, all this time? no
3: I'm not apologising for anything. Why? Really? Not? I can't remember the goal because I don't think it was as straightforward as the one. Oh, at the you've come
1: in here at the week. You've come in here at the office and to told see us back. that, that um, Michael Bill made the right decision. I did. I, I very thought it was prefaced, very sportsmanlike
3: of him. Yeah, and I've been caught out. No, I don't think it, mine was as straightforward as that.
1: Would say that, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think it
2: was. I think yours was worse. <laughs> Genuinely, no, nah, I've seen it, it's on the screen. <laughs> Simon's was worse.
1: They're all standing there waiting for the ball back. You
2: so run, where, where was that, you know? that
3: this week? Where did that come, come well, too late?
1: A few papers have written articles to try oh, right. and Could you remember one a couple of seasons ago as well involving my own team. Um, remember, um, Motherwell scored one at Celtic Park where Motherwell sort of took yeah, a throw in, yeah, and, and James yeah. Scott scored yep. and it descended into a big Barney. Um, and
3: that was a cup game I think that was ex- an extra time of the cup game
1: Ra- Then Wraith manager Jimmy Nickel. I don't care if it sounds like sour grapes We lost because of bad sportsmanship Ooh. What, you, you? didn't let them
3: score? Nope I went to Dubai with Jimmy Jimmy's water under, water under the bridge <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy was sound He never even brought it up
1: <laughs> well, I don't know Scott I think he sounds like he's got a case to answer
4: uh, I well I suppose he has But I only did What you read Gordon so <laughs> We need
3: the
1: video um,
2: Scott.
1: Yeah we need the video We, we need the video of that Do you know what There's a few guilty parties At least it's not just you Because that was the thing About the weekend It was all about You know like He put the ball in the net How is it not just him No It sounds Listen to me to what Gordon It sounds to me like Pierre Van Hooydonk yeah. Initiates it No disagree Van Hooydonk Heads the ball back
2: out So then they get yeah, the throw. Deliberately isn't it though we've not seen the video maybe it was an accident and they're throwing mm. it in and then the man to my right yeah, goes mate, and man. takes it that's not fair
3: No. Nah.
1: he's just angry with the world because you lost <laughs> uh, because he lost sorry it beat the pundit quite clearly
3: but yeah I remember it now when Scott initially said there I was like where is he going with this I thought mistaken did, identity but no I, I vaguely remember it
2: did they try and stop you
3: I honestly can't remember that's why I need to see the footage did
2: Do they buy you over I hope they did. Do
3: you know? What no, I don't think
1: There was anything. So you don't think it was like that? No, no.
2: no. Just scoring, hit behind Van Hoidon Do you know what would
3: have been? a <laughs> lot you know bigger than me. Do you know what would have
1: been even better? <clears throat> go back, even just if that game had just taken place a few months earlier, DL would have been on the Wraith Rovers team, which would have just made <sighs> this whole thing um, so much better. And um, I think he had just left at that point. Right. Um,
3: Somebody must have like got onto Twitter the footage
1: not. I, I hate but, to I, I hate to remind don't, you Don't use that no, I'm just Black saying, and white nonsense <laughs> The footage of all your games Doesn't exist Unfortunately um, Is that it Scott <coughs> Did you just want to Land Simon in it Have you got any thoughts On your own team Or are, we, are you happy To part ways No I was uh, I wanted Basically to If he remembered it Which obviously I doesn't um as a bit He agreed with it At a time And what his thoughts are now But mm. I know he's well, so. I, th- I think my,
3: th- my thoughts <clears> My thoughts on the weekend Are exactly what Gordon said I thought it was very sportsmanlike, and I, and I was sitting with my father earlier on today, and he said, "Oh, they wouldn't do it if it was Celtic, but I would have liked to think it would have." But again, the other side of that coin is, if Partick went on to upset Rangers at the weekend, all oh, hell would have broke loose. I, I think.
2: think th- I think Scott meant the thoughts on your goal, on my goal. Yeah,
3: one of the I great. I think you can compare it. <laughs>
1: You gave me one of the great <laughs> contradictions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig you out here because you, you told me your thoughts on the, mm-hmm. the goal at the weekend when you came into the office mm-hmm. and it's one of the great contradictions I've ever heard. So <laughs> t-
2: to take it away. So my, my thoughts on it is I think Michael Boulden the right thing. So if I'm the manager, 100% say to the players, listen, let them go through, Scott Tiffany, score the goal and then we play on from there. But as a player, if the manager shouts on the pitch to let him run through and score, personally and I'm not proud of this I would have tackled him and passed to one of my teammates and then if they would have left the ball and he's gone what? and scored that's different I, I couldn't have stood there genuinely and let Scott Tiffany run through the middle of it like Alan McGregor tried to do that even though it's the right thing to do as you just said yeah. two seconds ago yeah, yeah. What, what exactly that so as a manager like I would say definitely if that happened you know, now in a game i say
1: listen let them through and score but there as are. a player League, League 1 managers taking me out it, there, he's I, promising I, I would have, I would have stopped him so you'd have just, what, had a rush of blood to the head, ignored your manager's order, and went and tackled Scott Tiffany? I would have just
2: said I didn't hear what the manager had oh, said. I would just said like, he started running through the middle tried to tackle him. That's what would have happened. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> not. He, he probably skinned me, man. Yeah, that
1: would have been <laughs> even worse. If you tried and he did not play
2: No, but I would have tried. Genuinely, I would have tried. So,
1: in a nutshell, you do think it was the right decision yeah. to do, but as a player, you, you just couldn't have I couldn't have let, let it happen. happen, no. I actually couldn't have let it happen. I couldn't have let him just go through the middle and score. Right, if that makes any more sense to you than it does to me, please try and explain it. 01419511025, thank you to Scott and Govan. Uh, you can tweet us as well, at Clyde s s b. Um, do you know what I'd like, actually? I'm going to set a challenge here. Mm-hmm.
3: Right,
1: and bear with me. I've had a, a scroll through Twitter, right? Yeah. On the day that Nick Walsh has been announced as the referee... For the League Cup final in just over a week's time right? And it's very predictable This is Scottish football particularly Involving the big two Lots of people on Twitter are saying This is a terrible appointment because that will favour Rangers And lots of people are also saying This is a terrible appointment because it will also favour Celtic Obviously both can't be true at the same time And it's too easy on here right Every week this show Revolves around slating referees And banging on about how bad they are So for just 10 minutes I won't overdo it Just indulge me No negativity Give us a call Who's the best referee in Scotland? That's what I want to know And I hear you all Ah they're all rubbish or the best of a bad bunch Fine But somebody must be the best So your challenge tonight Is to use this next couple of minutes wisely And come up with a name Who is the best referee in Scotland And why? 01419511025 the phone lines are probably about to go very <laughs> quiet But we'll try This is your challenge Right now Who's the best ref in Scotland? Taking your calls on Scottish
0: football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here at 0141 951 1025 It's Twitter at Clyde SSB I'm going to take a very bold decision here I think we're running a bit late tonight You can admit this Sometimes on live radio You know people like Just pretend that I, I'm honest with the listeners I don't mind We're running a bit late We've been a bit disorganised I think we should Park the full time teaser Yeah You'll be delighted you too. I agree But I just feel like There's a lot happening And see when I asked that question About the referees Before the break <laughs> And I was a bit nervous about it I must admit I thought Everyone just hates all refs And no one's going to phone in That's the busiest of phone lines I've been all night Absolutely jam-packed with people Telling us Who's the best ref in Scotland It's just for one night only For one half an hour only Because we're always just Phoning and slaughtering them Right, It's too easy hmm. And it's By the way It's deserved at times Don't get me wrong but I'm just curious Who do people consider The best ref Even if it's the best Of a bad bunch Who's the best That's what I want to know Daniel is a Motherwell fan And he's got a suggestion For us Daniel Who do you think it is
9: um, i say that it's actually Nick Walsh um, I think that he's a good decision uh, For this cup final Because I think it's going to be a big game Between Celtic and Rangers And I think that Nick Walsh won't Have any standout controversial decisions Unlike some other referees in the league Often do
1: Okay I like that very topical as well You're right because he's the one that sort of sparked the Or planted the, the seed in my head He has been given the cup final um, Marvin this is going to be difficult for you Because you can't be critical or because you've got your Queen of the South t-shirt on over there <laughs> uh, which I think you sleep in but who's the who's the best mm. who do you find
2: the best and why Nick Walsh isn't bad if I'm honest I, I do listen referees who talk to you listen all referees are going to make mistakes like players doing games but referees who speak to you um, and Nick's always been one of those so you think that's actually the key yeah the communication yeah, the communication, the... yeah. just explaining because one But I have a story about Nick um, he did send me off against Air United at Easter Road once, and I peeled it and won. And then, you know what, next time I saw him, he just said, you know what, I was totally wrong about that, and and I'm sorry. And that's all you expect, you know. So Nick is a good one for me. Um, Alan Muir is his name, referee as well. Another one who talks a lot. um, Mm. He's always been good. So, no, there is is some good ones. As I said, you know, everyone always kind of has a magnifying glass out for their mistakes. But, no, I think Nick's a good appointment, um, and referee's
1: done the rounds Mm. to get to where he is. This is where I guess... This is where I'm glad we're all coming into this discussion from different viewpoints, because for you guys, Simon, as as professionals, maybe that's what you would consider a good referee—someone that just manages the game. What yep. was it? What was it like in your day? Were there were the refs that you did like for that, and ones that you didn't, and and do you still see the same? Or
3: they still made mistakes? Yeah, of course, that, yeah. That, that that happens in the game. Uh, I think communication, but Marv was saying there—if you can have there was a. You know, some of them. But even when I was coaching, if 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 you can't approach them, it frustrates the life out of you, especially in the emotion of a game. And you know, I think communication does help. Uh, they're talking about bringing this in, even in VAR, which will help because, from a spectators' point of view, at the moment, mm. I don't think it enhances the game. You know, everybody's in the stadium, and there is no commu- no communication. You see him point to his ear. You don't know what's been said. And it just adds to the frustration of some certain decisions. Mm.
1: Is it, Daniel? I, I'm full of admiration that you've phoned and, and given us a name because it must be easy to just, even if you remember two high-profile mistakes or three high-profile mistakes that a refs made. That you know they do stick in your head, and, and that's what causes you to think maybe a referee is is bad, um, which is is maybe a bit unfair, and you forget the sort of run-of-the-mill ones that that they get right but you're pretty sure then you you feel Nick Walsh you've, you know, you've noticed that that's something that stands out for you
9: Nick Walsh has never had any standout decisions that have annoyed me um, you get some referees that can be rash and make a big decision early in the game as well and it's quite often the wrong decision but I've never really felt that with, with Nick Walsh Um yeah
1: Yeah, and it's interesting because you know what? I know the way this works. Half of the country, maybe even more, are absolutely throwing things at the radio, saying, "Oh, I can tell you a mistake that Nick Mm. Walsh has made." Because look, how on earth? Firstly, that it just wouldn't be possible, and then secondly, that's before we even get to the fact that a lot of these decisions are opinion-driven anyway. but you know, if you can hold up a body of work that says you've got more right than wrong, that would be not a bad way to start, I guess. Exactly, and Nick's not one of the ones. You know, sometimes you
2: see who's refereeing the game on Saturday, and the manager might say, oh, "Just be careful because they can be rash with cards," as Daniel just said there, or or whatever else. But Nick's always been, listen, honest and fair whenever he's refereed a game that that I've been involved in. And as I said, that that bit of communication and he'll explain his decisions, and sometimes on the pitch, you know, who might give a corner that was a goal kick and a few minutes later I'll come up to you and say you know what I got that one wrong. And that's mm. all you expect, you know, like you said everyone's going to make mistakes on that pitch and I'll tell you what players make a lot more mistakes on the pitch than the referees do. So, you know, it's a very very tough job, but the communication from them is is fantastic and, and it helps a lot.
1: Like yeah. I said, look, the whole point of this was positivity. So I won't, mm. I won't labor this point. I, I remember did they not do the first one of the first games with VAR was Heart Celtic. And there was a bit there was so much in that game. It was yeah. really tough and there was a was bit that, was that Walsh. There was a bit of stick For the first Because did Celtic not score But the whistle had been blown Yeah And therefore yeah. It sort of, VAR couldn't really Couldn't uh, intervene do I, I mean <laughs> the Day, the one, day one Day the one of one well, Yeah That Hulk's game Yeah So like I said the, the, Again we've
3: seen So many handballs I've covered the Celtic games Some of the ones Have been ridiculous yeah. This was
1: meant to be mm. You know, it's easy, every, every ref will have mistakes.
3: That so was teething I problems, that's... wasn't
2: it, that one? The blowing the whistle, because obviously you Perhaps, know, everyone yeah. was learning as it as
1: kind of went along. Daniel, are you going to the game tonight? I am, yes. Ooh, what are you thinking?
9: Um, I, I've not got very high hopes, to be honest. Um, I don't have very high hopes for the rest of the season. Um, I, I'd absolutely love to see us win, um, but with the team that we've got, and the players that are just not interested, I can't see it happening at all.
1: What are you thinking about the, the the managerial position? Can Stuart Kettlewell earn it? Is that a route that the club should just simply not go down, having done it with Stevie Hamill, albeit a, a manager with more experience this time? What you, or is there another name that you want?
9: Um, I I don't really know uh, what name I want at the moment. I'd probably say Simo Valaraki.
1: Valakari.
9: Valakari, sorry. And then um, some of the names that I've been seeing get suggested. James McPake, I don't know how I'd feel about. John Hughes, I'd say probably not. But for me, we'll, ne- we'll need to get a look at Stuart Kettlewell tonight. But going based off of the lineup that he's put out, I actually don't think much has changed. Um, so yeah. I'd say going into tonight, I'd say Stuart Kettlewell's a no. But if we get a result tonight, then I don't know. Maybe he could prove himself. Um, but
1: Yeah, you're right to, to list off the names It's always hard to tell just how close they are So Tommy Wright being mentioned um, earlier What about someone like him or, or someone like Jack Ross for instance?
9: Um, again, there's two that I'm not sure about I'd say maybe Jack Ross But then if you look at what he did with Dundee United at the start of the season It wasn't great And then Tommy Wright got sacked from Kilmarnock For having them, I believe it was fifth in the championship so there's two that you can make a case for But then you can also say Well, look look at their most recent jobs And how they left their clubs there So there are another two That I'd really say that I'm not sure about
1: Interesting times ahead Thank you Daniel, enjoy the game We're getting closer to kick-off So I'll let you go in Who's the ref there tonight? Andrew in fact on the back of this discussion The referee for this one is John Beaton John Beaton I was asking you just out of curiosity Just a bit of rare positivity Who's the best ref in Scotland And Daniel's a Motherwell fan Phoned up to say Nick Walsh Your stat is I think it's on its way to going viral Andrew McLean, Are you happy with the numbers so far?
8: Oh yeah it's going well I mean you you can add that as well You can say that uh, St Mirren's Chief Operating Officer He's also made more appearances for Motherwell Than the whole Motherwell team combined as well
1: That is true And you know the only thing that, that, Look, the stat's good enough, right? But I was thinking This is a St Mirren starting 11 That does not include Richard Tate Or Charles Dunn And particularly Richard Tate Must have a fair few as well So that there could have been even more uh, Drama in those numbers
8: yeah, I mean the connection between the, the teams is unbelievable. A lot of that is down to Stephen Robinson as well. He's he's brought a lot of the players he knows. He's obviously managed Motherwell a lot, but it's something Stephen Robinson mm. has, has done a lot in his career is you know bring in players that he knows very well,
1: and it, it's worked for them this yeah. season. Uh, just a bit of fun, if you can call it that. We're asking you who's the best ref in Scotland. It's a conversation we never have, and I, you've got. I'm feeling nosy about it. Ray is in Pollock. Who do you think's the best ref, Ray? Even if it's the best of a bad bunch, who's the best?
10: Well, I'd probably say overall I'd go with Nick Walsh. Um, again, like I know everybody's on about his footballing on the park, but he did my actual referee course and he, he was a cracking guy. The delivery was brilliant. And once he'd went to the dark side to do the refereeing, he had a better understanding of the laws of the game. And basically, you no, know, I used to coach kids and I used to be one of those coaches that would be shouting all sorts of the official. But once you had appreciation for how they were seeing the game and why they were making certain decisions... Yeah, have much More appreciation for them And as I say Nick did my course And so I can Honestly see When I'm watching a game And the decisions he's making I can see how he's Applying that mm-hmm. In a game now
1: Yeah that's in- That's interesting Because you've got a little Personal slant That let's be honest Lots of fans just don't get it They, they won't have the opportunity And we can't hold that Against them You can't go around Meeting um, everyone Has it how has it caused you to to look at things a bit differently? I assume you acknowledge that every ref makes mistakes, and Nick Walsh certainly makes mistakes. But you just think that you know over the piece, he he's the the best that we have at the moment.
10: Yeah, he's he's got to be up there. I say, like my my son's just did his course, and that was Craig Napier that did that. And again, I say you know my son's only seventeen, and he's just starting off. But I say Nick's got to be we're, we're top man, um, you no know, going forward to now. But uh, it's just. The lack of appreciation for what these guys are doing behind the scenes No, I say the, it's not just all about Nick But I'd say he's got the edge on most of them at the moment
1: Fair play, I like that Ray That's two for Nick Walsh It doesn't have to turn into a Nick Walsh love in You may have another name Who's the best ref in Scotland? And I know you might think they're all rubbish But some they might, must still be the best So who is it? Let us know And we'll take your call and get kick off at Fir Park next
0: Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
1: Simon Donnelly and Marvin Bartley are here I bet you never thought the day that praise would be given to referees On Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Like it won't catch on And we won't do it too often It was just something that got me curious Because I was having a chuckle to myself At both sides of the Glasgow divide uh, Suggesting that Nick Walsh's appointment to the cup final Will favour the other team and obviously can't both be true at the same time. Let's think about that. Uh, so I, I wondered who the best ref in Scotland was. I just wondered what the what was the opinion out there because even if you think that the standards poor, somebody must be the best. And I wondered who that was. Two calls came in straight away for remind me Nick Walsh. It was in fact um, and by the way, very a very popular um, a very popular question. I, I, I didn't see this coming, but I'm getting lots of people. Uh, responding don't get me wrong some are really not taking the question in the, uh, the spirit, that, the we spirit that, <laughs> that we wanted but you know these people clearly have no joy in football so um,
2: anyone saying Greg Aitken he goes to my gym so let's give him a special shout no out.
1: Mark Maguire says Big Don Robertson for me always looks like he's enjoying himself out there and having a laugh with the players never seems to rush and make rash decisions Um yeah. I mean, to be fair, then Tolkien Jester saying the trouble with Nick Walsh is he's relying on VAR to tell him what's the penalty, therefore you can't judge him without considering who the VAR person is too. And look, that's true. Even even before VAR, you were always told that it was, you know, it was a team and they were in constant conversation yep. and, and all that sort of stuff. Um but that doesn't stop fans doing it the opposite way around. we we'll get we'll get fans who'll phone in even pre VAR slaughtering a ref for an offside decision you know yeah. that was given by an, by an assistant so. yeah the man in the middle can never win can they or
2: the uh, person in the middle
3: okay. they can okay. never win
2: and, you, ever, you ever do
3: it in training refereeing yeah, yeah. it's hard on it
2: and by the way I'll, I'll tell you what I am like as a ref you see if you and Gordon seem to play and I give a bad decision accidentally and you shout at me I'll do the next one on purpose mm. that that's the sort of referee I am right. I don't accept back chat no. can I be honest
1: I mm. had the privilege of being at Levy training <laughs> one day and he was playing in a, a sort of game with <laughs> the yeah. guys that maybe hadn't played as much or whatever and David Martindale was playing, he was playing. And I thought his conduct towards whoever it was that was refereeing Stretch. Was an absolute disgrace. Deserved. Now, genuinely though, I from I mean this, right? I want to put this across seriously. I thought you were a disgrace. I want to win. And the referees making bad decisions. The line You come in here, this happy go lucky, big friendly Marvin type, you were a disgrace. What's the white line? I want it to win. And he didn't even have a whistle. It was the just wh- shouting, stop. <laughs> like, what is this? The language you use towards that poor guy. Who is it? David, David
3: Martindale was playing as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. David so plays he's all the, the goal, time. Just the, to the to goal, a floater. The goalie coach. Yeah. He is. And he is an awful, awful ref. Lovely big guy, but what a terrible ref. And he deserved everything well, I gave him that The day. language.
1: <laughs> Let's just say there were a few similarities between Marvin's language and certain banners that were <laughs> in Scottish football this weekend That's uh, all I'm going to say My team won though Gordon, all I'm say. My team won Which is the most important thing Lewis is in Glasgow Can you bring yourself to pick one Lewis Who's the best ref in Scotland?
11: Um, I'm going to go for a wee bit of a curveball So Craig Napier
1: What makes you say that?
11: Well um, I'm a SFA qualified referee I did my qualification last year And he was a, he was the person that was you know Taking the class and his decision-making and the way he explains his decisions, like, see if we had that in the Scottish game, it would make things so much better, honestly. Like, it can, any decision that he makes, he can back up and see if we just had a bit of communication with the fans, we wouldn't have this whole mess that we have with the referees.
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting point. And I, I don't know anyone, any sort of fan or player, manager, who, who wouldn't want that. I do kind, I do kind of get why it's not done. Because let's be honest, it's not totally commonplace the world over. You know, yeah. you get, we've seen some <clears> examples <throat> recently in Germany and, and others. Um, it's not like everyone does this. in
3: is Lewis meaning like communication as in yeah, just explaining
1: The, ru- the rugby, um, or no. even afterwards, whatever, afterwards, whatever form right, it would right. it would take on.
2: it would, afterwards would be brilliant. The MLS do it. They have something called YouTube where say there's three contentious decisions. People the people them. No, the, the referees come together and they will explain. And obviously, yeah. you can't reply back, but at least you can go on YouTube and watch yeah. it. 40. forty, forty contentious <laughs> decisions. <laughs> the top three. I think it'd be brilliant. And do you know what? It would make it easier for the referees as well. I think because at least they can come across and explain. And you might agree or disagree mm-hmm. after that. But at least it gives them the kind of their voice. And you yeah. know, I think it'd make it easier for them, yeah. and there'd be more of an understanding.
1: Yeah, Lewis. I'm, I'm interested at the, the point of view you look at this from because, like, and, and I see you all on Twitter. Look, I. I I get this, but I'm not asking you which ref you think's got it in for your team, or whatever (laughs) technically who's the best referee in Scotland because we need one, right, you you need to have one so if you had a cup final tomorrow which referee do you want to ref it, that's essentially what I'm asking not asking you to love all the refs, far from it Um, so Lewis you are an aspiring referee you probably watch things a bit differently then, you'll try and and look at the decision-making process. And you think Craig Napier leads by example on that. You you think he's one of the best?
11: Yeah, yeah. I think just, uh, I, I feel like we need more referees coming out and speaking about their decisions, to be honest. I feel like they they should be, they should have, they should be mic'd up. I mean, there was an example in the Australian League a few years ago, where yeah. a referee was mic'd up throughout a game, and it it just clarity is what we need. And we're not getting that from the SFA right now. They're really blank. And I don't think it's a situation where or biased towards one side not at all it's just overall not great officials
1: Yeah I'm, I am am interested in what impact communication would make I, I can't see how overall it would be more harm than good I, I just don't know how it would be because even if you look at the weekend right the weekend was fascinating because the richest most watched league in the world with full time referees mm. made an absolute mess of it and i thought can you imagine that happened up here we yeah. would have people storming Hampden the mm-hmm. the scottish football would have set itself on fire if that had happened at the weekend where the lines for the offside just yeah. didn't get drawn they just they just didn't and then there were other there were other um, instances as well however the, what ha- what then happens after is there is an acknowledgement there mm-hmm. is a there is a sort of hand up um, there is you know like yeah an admission that, that things were wrong and and an apology would it matter if that was public I'd, would it help yeah I think it
2: would help I, I, I do I think you know all communications good communication as Lewis saying now I, I don't think you can mic the refs up every single ref because I think it puts added pressure on them um, but no I think you know sometimes coming out and explaining and saying listen we've got this one wrong you know we're not trying to cover this up we've got it wrong we admit that we've got it wrong you know Maybe the person will be demoted for a week and you know retrained or whatever else it might be. But I think that communication is all fans are kind of asking for. And as I said, it can't be a back and forth because you know everyone will say you know the referees got it in for my team etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But I do think that the referees I think they would want to do it as well, Gordon. I genuinely do I think they would want to come out and kind of explain their
1: decisions. Hmm. And I think some would. Yeah, yeah. Some. I think all. I think because this has been why though this has been spoken about for for years because I think there's probably a perception that they're only going to get asked about these perceived mistakes really you know it would only be on basically the whole sort of um, the whole sort of premise might end up being look everybody thinks you've had a howler here go on talk your way well, out no of this. but just say like, say
2: for instance the handball in, in the range v. Uh, sure. Partick Thistle, or the, the Tillman whichever one it might be and the VAR officer or the referee might come out and say this is the reason I gave it this is how I viewed it at the time and this is my reasoning for it and I'm not going to say anyone else is going to agree or more people are going to agree with him but they might say, do you know what, I understand the reason for it being given. Because right now, nobody understands the reason for it. So that's what I mean, I think yeah. it'll help in the sense of that. Oh, like I said, it'd be great for us.
1: I, I would be yeah. all, I'd be all for it. You know, bring let's it try it. let's bring it to uh, them. Thank you to Lewis um, in, in Glasgow. And there we go. Who would have thought? There was actually a decent response there. We had some Craig Napier shouts, Nick Walsh, we had Don Robertson on Twitter. Uh, just a, a, a quick curiosity of mine about who the, re- the best referee in Scotland is in the eyes Uh, Of the fans, not much to tell you about it for Park. Um, It is Callum Butcher in the middle of a back three for for Motherwell. Yeah, he's not in that midfield. No real chances. Spittles had a ball across the face, Uh, no one really close to getting on the end of it. And just since we're on the subject, um, John Beaton, the referee, Mm -hmm. he was the one who didn't give a foul for Tony Watt's foul on Sean Goss earlier this season, but he then went to VAR, sent him off. And Tony Watt then won that appeal. So I wonder if Tony's gone up to John tonight and said, "Come on, then." I bet John apologised.
2: There you go. I bet John went up to Tony before Tony had to go up to John and so? say, "Yeah, I got that one wrong. Apologies." Yeah,
1: he's probably they've probably crossed paths prior Since. to this anyway. I, yeah, I don't Tony's know. Tony's been on the bench for a while. Though. I said, Maybe I, haven't, not. "I haven't checked <laughs> up on that." Um, they were chatting pre-match. Andrew McLean said, "Andrew McLean's the busiest guy oh, ever. He's brilliant. got time to get his calculator out and come up with the best start of the season, yeah. arguably." And he's keeping an eye on, on John Beaton and Tony Watt as well. Yeah, he'll go far. Yeah, uh, right. That's pretty much that. How do you see the game panning out at Fur
2: Park tonight? Uh, I, I Saint Mary win, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, that's how I see it. Great. Yeah.
1: you're clueless. So hopefully you're wrong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well I said at the start of the show I was going to predict Saint Mirren, so that might. you it might give your team a better mm. chance with me predicting Saint Uh
1: What's happening then, Queen of the South? You the. F- Big weekend coming up. Yeah, big game at the weekend.
2: Big weekend. Kelty Hearts. Away to Kelty Hearts. So yeah, another big game. Hopefully you can make it three wins in a row in the league. Are you enjoying Hopefully it? Come from there. Yeah, definitely. Got a few more grey hairs, Gordon, but you know... They get embraced, don't they? I'm not not. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're
1: dying. I got, now. I got them plucked out the other day.
3: you were wearing that makeup, room <laughs> Very long <at> the weekend.
1: <laughs> right, thank you to Marvin and Simon. Thank you for all your calls, your tweets, and for listening at home. We are back tomorrow with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL, as always, on a Thursday. And Callum Gallagher is up next.